What up, what up? Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Today, Microsoft has toppled Google. Black Klansman is on the rise. And what happened to Solo? Come and find out. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Pulling up in that new toy. The wrist on that boy rock star like Pink Floyd. Yes, sir. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech GNT. I am your host, Akili Shine, joined by my man, Joe Braswell. What's up? We are in the building. How you doing? Doing good, man. Good. Better than Drake? Way better than Drake, man. That Pusha T is flaming. Yeah, I, 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 I'm embarrassed to say I haven't had time to re listen to it. But uh, I guess I'm, in, I'm doing it now. Yeah, man. I mean, this is not the disc, but the, I mean, the record is pretty cool. I, I love the production. Oh, this is the first cut on the record. Yeah, I heard this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got Have you heard the record? Yeah, I got the record. Did you? Uh, what do you think about the Kanye production? Uh, Kanye did the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I like it. I think I, I, I like. The, I think the production is fantastic. I think the production is fantastic. I think the songs, all in all, I think it's good, <clears> not great. I think he's got like three heaters on there. And the rest are like serviceable. No, nothing bad though. I mean, but that's kind of Pusha T though. Like, yeah, he's not really gonna give you that that big super mainstream crossover hit. But he's gonna give you some solid, like, right. solid songs. But good that, lyrical content. That uh, beat is banging. Though. Banging. Oh, for all sure. these Kanye. I, I mean, cause I, I yeah. figured Kanye did like a couple, but I didn't think whole album. Now yeah. listening, I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I like the Rick Ross one. I like the Kanye track too, except yeah. when we talked about he gets out of tickets because of his MAGA hat and shit. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, thanks, Kanye. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Anywho, well, yeah, we got a lot to cover today, so we're going to jump right into it. First up, Google promises ethical principles to guide development of military AI. This is a very interesting story because Google has always been the company that says, don't be evil, don't do evil. That's mm -hmm. been their motto. Yep. And now they have done, they are doing business with the government for military purposes. And essentially, um, providing the military with artificial intelligence that will help them quote unquote, with their drone technology. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are up in arms about this because it's like, hey, we're supposed to be the company that's supposed to be leading technology for peaceful resolution, mm -hmm. not for um, the potential of war. You know, mm -hmm. So question to you is, hey, is this a shift in the Google paradigm? Um, like, is this something we should be concerned about? Because people like Elon Musk says, say that it is the artificial intelligence that's paired with the military that will be the doom of us. Mm -hmm. What do you say? We 100% should be scared of this. I, mean, I don't know how many times do I have to cite the movies. Right. Matrix. One. Terminator 2. Two. Uh, I've been going to war games. I'll go back to war games. That's 1982 on them. Man. Like, man, like, it, this, this is how it goes down. And it's not, you know, and, and especially the military side. And look, I mean, I appreciate the do no evil and I appreciate the, 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 the pledge to, you know, um, use ethical principles when delivering things to the military. But the problem is, is you only give someone, you give someone so much, you never deliver all the technology, right? Yeah. You give someone a piece of the technology, <laughs> just like in Terminator 2. Like, you, you didn't, uh, they didn't give uh, Dr. Dr. Dyson the whole Terminator. Right. He got the, he got the arm. Right. And in the arm, he took that technology, and that was technology that built Skynet. Exactly. That took us all down. Exactly. It was all secular. Like, so you just only need a piece. If they're going to give the military uh, a leg up, then A, number one, military will be able to build on that in whatever way they want. Probably not ethical because, you know, that's what it is. Uh, number two, it's a Pandora's box thing. Like, once something's out the box, this is why uh, Tim Cook didn't want to start unlocking iPhones. Because, it's like, once you do one, 
it's only a matter of time before someone finds a back door to find a way to do it all, do them all, all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing here. Once it's out of the box, there's only a matter of time before people start to get ways to, to but, tax them. But from a company's perspective, should I, as Google, wait for the next company to, provo- to have that government contract? I mean, I mean, I guess that's the thing. I mean, as is, and we'll talk about this later, but Google, you know, I mean, Microsoft just got, got past Google. I mean, Google is is literally omnipresent. Yeah. You know, <laughs> literally under everywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, look, yeah, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, mm-hmm. those are all companies that are, that are, these companies are fighting for global domination and Google, sure. like, feels like the, the way that you get in always historically throughout all of time, the way that companies succeed and succeed with big money is to align themselves with not only the government, yeah. but the industrial military complex. That's right. I you know, think Vietnam, the Bell helicopter, this is, this is, this is what it is. You know? I mean, the internet, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm completely with you. I feel like uh, it could be the, the signs of the end. I mean, because you don't know like how how this technology can be u- utilized in the future. Who can develop upon it? It's been a good but ride. It's been a good ride. I do feel like, but I do feel that Google has the responsibility to ensure the public safety with the technology. Mm-hmm. But they also have the right to, you know commodify it and so i feel like if they're and it's a it's a small government contract it's only like nine million dollars which is like literally chump change for google and they're saying they are using it as a way to detail certain locations throughout the world so it's not going to be used for offensive purposes it's only supposed to be used just for research sure i know right (laughs) right but i mean i'm with you i'm I'm signed up with you i feel like it it could be a a terrible move i mean weaponized artificial intelligence like we're already very close to the, the 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 point of singularity we don't want Artificial intelligence is able to make decisions with weapons or right. be able to create weapons. Like, and so having these two things fused together, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound right. right. What does sound right, though, is your favorite company, Microsoft, is way more valuable than Google. How could this be? I mean, so the top dog is Apple, yep. which they're the closest company to hit the one trillion mark. Mm-hmm. Then next, Amazon. Mm hmm. Used to be Google, swapped yep. out by Microsoft. Now wow. Google is fourth place. Man, what's wow. going on? I don't know, but I will say whatever's going on with Microsoft as a company historically, they have Microsoft has been dead like four times. <coughs> four times where people have like the company's the company's over. Like, oh, this is it. Apple's got them, or this is it. You know, they can't they can't keep up in the hardware game. They their software is outdated. You know, no one wants to do this. IBM's dead, so Microsoft's dead. Yep. All that stuff and and I cannot believe, and it's not all Xbox either. It's 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 their their surface their, their surface tap their surface stuff is like doing well. They had a really good push with their hardware on the, yeah. on the surface side, and um, I don't know. I, I get them props, and then they're they're also like taking a cue from Apple and getting into the consumer electronics game, to get into the phone game, and That's right. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Not just that they have cloud computing, and yep. they have um, their office, which has always been popping sure. since the early nineties. Yep. I mean that that just the office alone accounts for thirty percent of the revenue. Yep. But it's interesting. Like this, the article was saying that uh, uh, Google ninety percent of their their revenue comes from advertising. Go figure. Yep. Um, Amazon most of their revenue comes from cloud computing, which we covered I think a couple weeks ago. And then um, uh, Microsoft thirty percent, like I said, from office. Thirty uh, percent also from cloud from cloud from the cloud. Uh, Computing as well, and then thirty five percent from, like you said, Windows Surface and other gaming divisions. Right. So I wonder if they'll if they will be able to sustain this moving forward into the future as we ch- you know charge forward with more virtual reality, more different you know, I guess technological advancements. Like who is going to take that leading spot? It's weird. I, I don't know because you, you think about 
Google and Facebook specifically, who really just built I mean, their entire fortune is built on on information and advertising. Basically, you'll sell other people's information and data to other companies and advertisers. Right. So, is I guess the quite the first question you have to ask yourself is: Will there be a point where and, and Google obviously through YouTube and through other means are able to do all kinds of all kinds of ads? But is there going to be a time where Traditional advertising doesn't work. In other words, will a Coca-Cola still want to try to reach the average consumer through means of advertising? Will there be another way? Because advertising has been, or you know, been around for you know, hundred years, or whatever. But is that going to still be the best way to reach consumers through these other people? I guess. So what I'm wondering is, will it be um, hardware that wins out at the end of the day, or or, hmm. or software and advertising that wins out? Because Google and Facebook have basically push all their chips in the center on like information exchange of information and and uh and advertising whereas Apple and Microsoft and and Amazon have pushed away Microsoft and Microsoft push all their chips on the table in terms of like selling you stuff I think like, it's going to win I think it's both I feel like the platform the 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 medium will always change like it changed from a, a book a book is a medium of technology that changed to a right. you could argue like the radio television computer yeah, like, all that exactly all that's going to change and evolve so I feel like I feel like my bet, if I were a betting man, it would be on the information, to be on the software, because ultimately that's what we enjoy. Like, if, I mean, yes, this is the hardware, but we want to get to the apps, essentially. We want to get yeah. to the information. And so I, I think that most people would be attracted to that. Most people are invested in that. Yeah. And so that's, well, you, that's my take on that. I think, I think you're right. I think it's just, and the only reason that made me question that is because I never <coughs> thought there'd be a day where Microsoft could surpass Google, but, and it's happened. But you're right. I mean, look. You know, magazines, radio, just radio existed as a delivery service for ads. Magazines, delivery service for ads. Television, delivery service for ads. Like, uh, even just in a script, newspapers were that. Yeah. So now you have Facebook, you know, uh, all these other things, delivery service for ads. That's right. So, I mean, I guess that the hardware and may change. Exactly. But, but it's, it's always going to be a, a delivery service Right, for, for whatever it's going to be. Whether exactly. it's your watch, whether it's whatever, so... Okay. But yeah, um, I'm interested to see, you know, how Microsoft is going to sustain being third place. I feel like Google, I feel like Google is primed more for like a, a like a new discovery because of how they've diversified their company with Alphabet and different technologies that they're developing and, and just the R&D that they, the process they yeah, have with their that. Their R&D is like, who knows what they, they Exactly. They've got just billions out in, yeah. in developing. That's stuff. waiting to blow up. Right. You know so, so who knows? They might be first place like right. two years from now. Exactly. So. That's a good point. Um. Well, yeah, let's move on to this next joint, man. This is some crazy stuff. So a robot creator predicts that the humanoid civil rights will be in 2045. And what that means is that the, the artificial intelligence um, machine will, within about 30 years from now, will be at a place where it will demand civil rights from society, meaning that they, they are they are arguing that within five years from now there will be an artificial intelligence that will have the the, the smarts or the intellect of a one year old child, mm-hmm. and um, then another thirty years from now the, the AI is going to want certain rights like wanting to marry, wanting to own land, wanting to vote, and participate in different <laughs> different facets of society. What do you make of this, bro? <laughs> like artificial intelligence end, demanding end. civil rights? Man, me and you don't have civil rights. <laughs> We just got to stick with civil rights like, like 30, 60 years ago. Man. Uh, listen, I think um, I think this is highly uh, – I, th- I think that this was uh, – a couple things. This was probably a conversation <laughs> that uh, 
some 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 scholars were having in in uh, 1845 about about the Negro. <laughs> wow, uh, wow. <laughs> I predict. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that uh, I think this is totally plausible, one million percent plausible. What's the think... What's the movie? Will Smith. Oh, iRobot. Uh, iRobot. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's a uh, Isaac Imanoff yeah. uh, model there. Yeah. I mean, a uh, uh, thing. Book and look, I think this is one hundred percent plausible. You, this is actually a, a, ironically a a, a a small sub 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 storyline in, in Solo. Not 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 to spoil it, but there's no, that's just not a spoiler at all. But this is a, 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 a you know a Lando's co-pilot was talking about getting their rights and civil rights and talking about talking to other robots like don't be a slave, <laughs> like, let me take that restricting bolt off. <laughs> like you know, it was, it was kind of funny, but it was you know, it was very timely, and it was somewhere between like mm. you know, uh, you know, Me Too and Pink Hats, and also civil rights stuff, and it was interesting. But yeah, man, sure. If you tell me that right now in five years, uh, an AI will have the intelligence of a one-year-old child, and at the rate that 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 they learn, and it's usually it won't take them thirty years to be thirty. Nope. Right. It'll take them probably you know, two years to be thirty. Right. And then what happens? And what's their what their thirty is versus our thirty, you know? In 30 years, who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, yeah 100%. And actually, if we continue to make our advancements in our um, synthetic limbs and all this other stuff, look, 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 Jimmy Fallon's new girlfriend is already like, yeah. you know, that, that's that's crazy. So I don't know. But I think, I mean, does that does this topic speak to who we are as as a as a people, as human beings, that we will create we will create these artificial intelligent machines and treat them like shit ultimately? Yeah. Or we'll treat them like, we sh- we'll treat them like, Machines, but machines that have a higher have, have the potential to be, have have the potential to have more intelligence than us. Yeah, like that's just a weird concept, right? This, this is how, like this is a revolution. You this talk is, shit to your computer. You talk shit to your computer. You yeah. talk shit to Alexa, to right. Siri. Right, like you don't have no respect for for for, the, for them hoes. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh man, shut up, Alexa. Right, <laughs> tell me what to do. Man, that's, uh, that's a weird shift, though. Like in your paradigm, like it that- is one hundred percent going to happen. It's one hundred percent our nature to, you know, uh, we the, the, we we did it with you know we did it with gays. We did it with women. Still do it with women. We still do it with gays. Still do it with with uh, brown people, with other people, with other people from other countries. No matter what color you are, we have a tendency to sort of as humans to uh, it's class. You know, I'm, I'm richer than you, therefore I'm better than you. Like you're but, just a machine. That's what we do. Do we value human life the same way we will value a machine? That's what I'm asking. Is the value the same? I guess it depends. This is this is an age old, also age old sci-fi. Uh, this is like an episode of Black Mirror. Five episodes of Black Mirror. But yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on you know. At a certain point, you have to redefine what that is. If if you if you define what conscious this is this is also Westworld. It's what happens in Westworld right now? That's right. If you define consciousness or self awareness as Give a checklist of what these what it means to be conscious and self aware, what it means to be a self, you know, a, a, a basically a, a conscious human being, a conscious thinker. And Watson from IBM hits all those checklists. Yeah, but what are you gonna say? A big part of what makes us human is our emotional body. Like, can a machine feel pain? Can a machine feel happiness? It like, depends. can we program a machine to to have joy of, of being becoming a parent I mean, what, what, or losing you, a child? Once there's I can't pronounce it, but like. Once, once they are self-aware, you may not have to program them. You don't know what feeling joy is. This is I feel awesome. as a machine. You, is, you can't relate. Did you see her? <laughs> this is the same thing that happened to poor Scarlett Johansson. She was like falling in love. Like you know, no, no one programmed that. Um, and uh, every, every every reference is a movie reference for me. Um, <laughs> and then um, the other point about this is that what 
this is also a debate that 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 stems around um, cloning. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you are able to genetically engineer a human being, or genetically engineer someone that is you created in a, in a, in a test tube, for lack of a better word, then. Do you have the right to then discard them, throw them away if it doesn't work? If he grows an arm out of his back, throw them away. Like this is this is all the stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Now. I don't know. I'm gonna have to like do some more research on this on this question because I think it's a philosophical question. Like how how do we as human beings value things that are not that are soulless essentially that that don't have. I mean, but that could also be a philosophical question. What's soul? Yeah, exactly. You know? Because so, your, your, your question's already already loaded. Exactly. I think the first question to ask is, again, back to that checklist, what is your criteria for being human or what is your criteria for being alive? Right. You know, what, what, once you make that criteria up, then that's where the slippery slope starts because right. once the computer, and it will, meets all those checklists, you're like, yeah, but you ain't. You can't do this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> So we'll see. I don't know. Wow. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I think I think this is one. I believe this one hundred percent. So man, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, hey, um, good news for you, Lyft drivers out there. Lyft is going to spend a hundred million dollars on new driver support centers, and what that mm-hmm. means is they're going to create these hubs throughout the city where you can literally, if you're like, if you are a a, a, a person that that drives Lyft, you can go in and essentially get oil change, get car wash, get uh, certain uh, things fixed on your vehicle for a, a considerable discounted rate. And so they plan on developing this out way more. They already have them now. They're going to expand the hours so, so that you can actually go there and um, literally get your, your car worked on. And so it's it's a way for Lyft to invest into the driver um, and by giving them more additional support. Do you think that this is going to give Lyft a better edge over Uber? Uber has done the same thing, but Lyft is saying they're going to put way more money into this. Uh, this, this is how I know that you're not me, because you, I would have said, is this going to give Lyft a lift? <laughs> but, oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I, I think this is a fantastic idea. I think that, you know, it feels like Lyft is making a, uh, ooh, I'm rhyming again, Lyft is making a shift uh, <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> into investing more into people and the drivers. Whereas Uber is making a shift in investing more into technology and 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 uh, user acquisition, right? So and I think that Lyft is doing that too. But I think think that as a business model, Lyft, you know, Uber's thing is we, you know, Uber's always felt more like more of a technology company, and Uber's felt like more of a I don't know like a, like a like a transportation company, and and so I think that Uber seems like that they're going to go a different route. But Lyft, what's cool about this is not just that if you it's just a better employment. Uber and Lyft are already great means of employment for part-time people um, when it comes to, you know, being an actor or being whatever it is here in Los Angeles. You can Uber on the side. You can still go to auditions. You can have, you, you can, you can, even you can be retired and come and make some extra money. You know, it's a really great way to do all of that stuff. So I think all that's fantastic. I think the, 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 the thing about this is, is, um, oh, the thing I love this about this is it's not just the, the center. They're, they're making them so that they're like, you can go in almost like a community. So you can go hang out with other Uber drivers, like, like a big Barnes & Noble, or, I'm sorry, Lyft drivers, like a big Barnes & Noble or a Starbucks. Like it does, the design is all fresh, and this one has trees inside and a glass case where things are being fixed. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's dope. I think it's a, a, a excellent add-on, especially for a company that doesn't own any vehicles. Doesn't you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all the risk is on the driver. Like you have to put up the insurance. Like yep. you have to put up the money for the maintenance. So adding this, is incentivizing the driver with this, I think is a great thing. Because Uber does that thing. You can you can rent cars from them, you can buy cars from them. So right, that's right. their whole thing. And, and look, if I'm looking between Uber and Lyft, you know, I, I 
I'm going with Lyft right now. I don't want to get I raped. Mean, I mean, but hey, you could do both. Most drivers do. They do. Speaking of Uber, um, they have the, we talked about this a few weeks ago about their panic button because of how a lot of people were having you know a lot of criminal activity happen while they were on the, on a drive with Uber. Sure. Um, from uh, being assaulted. Um, to rape, to all sorts of things. Um, right. And so Uber said, well, we're going to develop a panic button, which will essentially you'll be able to you know, dial 911 with the touch of a button, and we'll be able to track you. And so that button is now live in the United States, and people are people are really excited about it. Do you think that, the question is, do you think that, so they've offered this for the, they've offered this for the consumer, for the person that's that's hailing the vehicle, but they have not offered it for the actual driver. And so the question is, hey, I might be driving and pick up someone that's drunk, and they might be crazy, like doing crazy stuff to me as the driver. How do I protect myself? And so that's what the argument is. Like, okay, you protected the rider now. Right. How do you protect the driver? It's a good point. I mean, I would like to think that Uber would do install something for the drivers as well. I mean, it must not be that that, that hard to do. If, if, if I could, from my phone on a, on, on a, on a ride, could hit something, uh, the driver should be able to do the same thing, so that that seems like a thing. But but I don't believe this because it really honestly feels like just PR, like a PR uh, hit. I mean, because I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the stats are. I don't know if I look at if you look at Lyft stats, does Lyft have as much assault in a Lyft as Uber does? And Uber's just getting the bad press because you know Uber's got their history. But I don't know. This feels like a PR thing. I feel like the app's the app. The, the, the back-end technology is there for the drivers as well as for the users. So, you know, I feel like they should be able to handle that. Hey, well, uh, last last story about Uber. So a few months ago, um, I don't know, I think you were away, but there was a story about, um, you probably caught this in the news, about a self-driving Uber that killed a, a woman on a, yeah. walking a bicycle across yeah. the street in Arizona. And so they have done, um, the National Transportation um, Safety Board has done an investigation as to what TSP. happened. And so... Ultimately, the vehicle um, picked up the woman, but saw her first as an unidentified object. Then they saw her as a vehicle. Then they saw her as a bicycle. And then by that time, it was too late. And so ultimately, it was able to pick her up, but it, it like the, the brakes didn't the brakes didn't deploy essentially. And so um, the question is, or or the conversation piece is, do you think that <clears throat> this type of tragedy should halt the the per- pursuance of this technology, or do you think that there should still be in- an investment of money and an opening up of the regulations to be able to have this type of technology running our streets? Yeah, I think I think this. I mean, I don't want to sound like a cold-hearted businessman. I'm sure this is <coughs> what they're saying in the boardrooms at Uber, but this sort of thing is inevitable. You know, you know, I mean, it can sound even more, more horrible. But There's no you way know, around you don't, it. You don't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, Akili. And I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that, like, any of the stuff, is, look, if you're talking about self-driving cars at, at this level, there's no way you're not going to have any kind of um, test period, uh, you know, uh, beta period, you know, whatever period that you're not going to have any kind of mishaps and probably a death. And if you have over, you know, 100 million miles driven and, like, two deaths, and I think that's pretty good, you know, I mean, considering considering what you have with with, with real drivers. Now, I'm not going to be the one to, to make that case because that's a ridiculous thing to say about this poor woman's life, but uh, because at the end of the day, the flip side of that is six seconds, six seconds is a long time. That's a long time, like, for, like, to see, identify someone, 1,001, 1,002, 2003, 2004. Oh, it's a woman. That's a long time. Like, so, I mean, that's more than, than, than Sully had to make his call on landing, you know, like he's a human. So I think that 
if I saw another, that person, another movie reference, <laughs> another movie reference, also involved in the NTSB, uh, you know. Um, but I think that um, if I, it's like to think that if you or I were driving a car, it would take us two seconds. We saw a person, two seconds we swerve, one second we swerve. So I don't know. It's um, I, I think that, I think that Uber has to forge on, but it's just unfortunate. This is a, it's a bad story. It's super unfortunate. <laughs> and I, I felt like when, when I covered the story months ago, it was like hard to talk about us because, like, in a way. Like this technology will come to fruition, you know, years down the line. But it's like we don't want to be insensitive that, like you said, a woman's life was taken and she was just minding her own business. She was crossing right. the street, right? And like the way the technology is supposed to be set up is that, hey, the the the, the self autonomous vehicle will either stop itself or will alert the driver. It didn't either. So it's like, yeah, man, that's, it's that's just a problem. Yeah, it's just a lose lose. And we talk about this all the time. Like, what about these, you know, these uh, sort of Sophie's Choice situations where? There is a pedestrian on one side, and you could get in a fatal crash on one side, or there's a, a cliff on, you know, like there's a cliff over here. You can hit a pedestrian over here, or you can slam into the back of a car. What, what, what choice does it make? Well, the vehicles will say, well, yeah, you ain't giving me my civil rights yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want to do? I know what I want to do. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, it's, it's those things, and how do, how, do, how do you make those choices? How do you allow your autonomous driving vehicle He's like, well, no harm, no human life, so I'm going off the cliff. Man. You might live. You have a 30% chance of surviving. <laughs> Who knows? Right, you know? right. I don't know. Hey, well, that that is a very interesting topic. I'm sure we'll cover f- much more in the future. Um, but hey, man, uh, are, are you hip to this topic, this, this story about Disney preparing a counter Comcast bid for Fox? So we all know that about almost a year ago, uh, Disney essentially said we're going to buy Fox and Fox was like cool um the deal has not gone through yet because it's going through i guess regulation to see if if the government will actually allow it to happen and so it's supposed to happen this in the summer of, uh, summer of 2019 but in the interim Comcast said you know what we will offer Fox you know our, our, our we'll also give Fox an offer and it's going to be a much more fruitful offer and hey like you guys consider it and so um the 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 Disney offer was essentially that they would pay Fox, they would buy Fox in stock, and it would be tax free to be able to make that transaction. The Comcast Comcast offer is saying that no, we'll buy it straight cash. But then straight Fox was cash, like, homie. Fox was like, well, if it doesn't get past regulators, will you give us like a, 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 a pretty much a fee just in case it doesn't get passed? And Comcast is like, no, we can't give you the fee. So. I think that Fox is still considering both. Mm-hmm. What, do you think, what do you think? What do you think? Of course, they're considering both. Um, I mean, apparently, Fox <clears> needs <throat> the money, which is which is sad. I just I'm already like it's got a pit in my stomach to think that Comcast would own Universal and Fox. Woo! But at the same, but what's the difference? And NBC, what's the difference? Disney owns you know <laughs> ABC and Marvel and and Lucasfilm and Fox. Right. So I guess there's no difference. But I don't know, man. I just I, w- I just really want. That's what I would prefer if one of these technology companies came in and made a bid, like like Apple or Facebook. We will triple it. I mean, like really, I really, I would love to see that happen to Viacom. I would love to see someone buy Paramount or buy one of these. But yeah, I, of course, I think Fox is going to sit back and wait. I mean, and, and it's why why not? If, if if Comcast does agree to that and they don't get to buy the deal, they get they don't get the deal done. They get a penalty of a couple Bs or whatever it's going to be. So good, so be it. So be it. What? You just going to give up some Bs? Hell no. Get the deal done, Comcast. Hey. <laughs> but, it, I mean, they want to get the deal done. It's not right. It's not based on them. It's right. based, it's based but, but, on them. But if the federal regulators don't, don't approve it because it's you know too wonky, then that's not that's not Fox's fault. Give me my, give me my, give me my three, four, four billion. 
whatever it's going to be, whatever the penalty is. But would it be wonky because it's becoming more monopo- monopolized, though? Not because it's the deal. I don't understand up. what is the difference between Comcast and Disney and doing Disney. it. Well, I do actually because Comcast is a cable operator who owns all these cable stations. Probably. And, 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 and I mean, also all, owns all these cable boxes and a network and a studio already. Right. Yeah. So, and then own an additional studio and with all those assets. I mean, that's kind of getting. Yeah, that's I mean, a Disney's, huge market share. I mean, Disney's of one everything. thing, but like, I don't know, Comcast is a little more scary than Disney to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. In the deal, it's FX. If, 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 can't talk today. FX is National Geographic. It's a 30% stake in Hulu. It's all the 20th Century Fox film and television production studios, which includes X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool. It's a huge deal. It's a huge uh, a, amount of intellectual property. So I'm interested to see like how it goes down. I have a lot of uh, colleagues at Fox that believe that it's going to be Disney that does it. Like A lot of people are kind of bracing for that transition. So right. we'll see. we'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm sad about all of it, but it's fine. I mean, I, I, I don't like it. It's just too too much. Uh, pretty soon it'll be all one company. I know. It'll be all like Amazon and Fox. I mean, Amazon and, and Facebook will own everything or something like that. So we'll see. Man, well, I'm going to get through this pretty fast. So quick quick hits for you. Yeah. Um, you saw Solo, correct? I did. So tell me why it tanked at the box office. God, well, I, I don't... I don't $100 million. First of all, $100 million isn't tanking. Well, it t- it's tanking... I mean, in the context of a Disney film, I think in the, con- Star in, in the context, film, it's the lowest grossing Star Star Wars film. It it didn't do the expectations of Rogue One, which made a billion dollars, which is really unfair. I think Rogue One's expectations were low. Rogue One, this is the people people forget. The expectations for Rogue One were low. When Kathleen Kennedy announced things, she was like, "We're going to make these these smaller Star Wars movies." We're going to spend a little less money and make these grittier, smaller Star Wars movies and tell some different stories. Well, after Rogue One made a billion dollars, they're like, F that. We're going to make all event movies. And I feel like it's just too much pressure. Like, you can't make every movie's not going to be a quote unquote Star Wars movie. If you told Kathleen Kennedy, you know, four years ago, she'd make a hand solo movie that would do $100 million over the weekend, she'd be, she'd be ecstatic. And now all of a sudden it's like $100 million. Well, shit. Because when it's all said and done, they spent $400 million on, on making and marketing the movie. That's a lot, though. And uh, Rogue One that's, did... That's more than Black Panther. It is. Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One did extremely well um, in overseas, because it, mainly because of the two Chinese-Asian stars. Right, right. It was more diversified. Um, but I don't know. I don't, and then right now, uh, Han Solo is not tracking very well overseas, so... I, well, the argument that was made is that when 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 Rogue One was released, it was in the winter, less competitive space. Um, versus now, we're in, we're in the heat of summer. You have all these big movies coming out. Deadpool. Yeah. You have, I mean, so like, why, strategically, why would they do that? They got they just got to they got to swaggy. Ooh. I mean, they did. They, they were like, we're Lucasfilm, we're Marvel. We just are we we release Marvel movies back to back to back. No one said nothing. You know, everybody, all my movies made money. We <coughs> Thor Thor hit, Black Panther hit, Infinity War hit. What you gotta say? And then so, you know. Um, Rogue One hit, Last Jedi, like, big enough hit. And so they're like, Solo's going to blow up. Now, people, you know, I don't know how much people's um, knowledge of, of the trouble production, you know, you know, with with uh, uh, with Lord Miller and, and, and Kathleen Kennedy and, and, and the, you know, troubles with uh, Alden Emmerich and, you know, and his portrayal, all this stuff that went down. Um, you know, there was a big tone change with Ron Howard. Um, and I felt it, you know, like big score for the whole movie, and it was way too earnest because hmm. Solo is more of a, like a gangster. He's a hmm. smuggler, yeah. you know, and he's he's earnest. And so I don't know. I enjoyed okay. the film. Oh, that's I enjoyed the film. Did you like personally like it? I I enjoyed the film. It had, had a lot of. I had some cool. It was basically like a heist movie. It had some cool heist elements. 
very swashbuckling. I enjoyed the the, the origin stories. Donald Glover was was cool. Was, he did good. I mean, he's, he's well. You said cool. That 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 could be ambiguous. He was great in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I think I think he's he just nailed it. I mean, he didn't have a lot to do, but he 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 nailed it. He had the voice down. He had does the he charm does down. he deserve his own movie? I mean, he's Donald Glover. He already deserves his own movie. No. He took the part. Well, I mean, does he deserve to have his own oh. Star Wars movie? Yeah, that's what I'm oh. saying. Oh. Like, I, you know, before he, before he got the part, he deserved the movie. Okay. Lando did. So I feel like I would be more excited about a Lando spinoff movie mm-hmm. than I am about um, a new solo movie. Other, other than they did set this up for a sequel. Um, a couple very serious cliffhangers at the end. I would definitely watch another solo movie. I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, I don't know. I just feel like expectations are way too high, and this is the problem with our with our culture right now. Anyway, I, I watched that movie. I had no expectations. I I saw it at the Chinese theater. Saw it by myself. I enjoyed it. I walked, skipped out. <laughs> you know, walk, walked home. Felt great. And fired up my computer. And was like, what's wrong with Star Wars? <laughs> I'm like, what happened? What happened? I didn't like. It's only making a hundred million dollars. It's the end of an era. Star Wars is over. I'm like, God, the freaking the press. I don't know. That's what we do. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's really really yeah. funny. All right, so two last things before we get out of here. I hear in the works there is a Spawn movie reboot, my man, Oof. with Jamie Fox as the lead. Your boy. Oof. What do you think? Boo! Really? That is a double boo Wait, you, okay, for me. You got to unpack that because yes. Spawn Spawn is a dope character number 1. People love Spawn. And he's never been he's never been rightfully done on on film. So so let's call Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy. No. Dang. I mean, I agree with all that. I agree Spawn's cool and Mark Farland's version of the comics cool, but god, man, like you know, this is this is this is what worries me. I mean, is Fox the guy? I uh, this doesn't excite me. I'm more excited about the James Mangold Boba Fett movie. Okay, I'm more excited about that being like dark and, and gritty. But like, I don't know. What do you how do you feel? Hey, man, coming up as a kid, I love Spawn. I mean, we're talking about you know black characters. Sure, like, that was that was one. I was I was collecting Spawn. Like, yeah. I love Spawn. So Spawn's like, dope. when I mean when the movie came out in uh, was it like. Well, who, who was my man? Michael um, Michael Jai. Yeah, Michael Jai. Like, Michael Jai White or Michael Jai? Yeah, Michael Jai White. Okay. Um, I mean, I felt like that movie was cool, but looking back at it now, it was not cool at all. It was whack. First of all, Michael Jai White, not a good actor. Sorry, <laughs> Michael Jai. I, I met him. He was good in uh, Batman when he got his head in the nail. The Joker got him with the nail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that movie came out in 1997. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I think that... I mean, it's just another character that another black character that we can fall in love with sure. on the big screen. You know, what absolutely. I'm, so, I'm all from all for it. I just, just, I don't want to hear. Do you? I, all I just cut to is Jamie Fox <laughs> doing some voice. I am Spawn. I'm like, nah, nah, bro. Anyway, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, you're probably right though. Be, like, the more I think about it, you're probably right. The Fox is not the guy. Yeah, but bring back the movie. Also depends on the director. All right. Well, so. I'll tell you two directors that are bringing a dope movie to life, and that's Spike Lee. Yep. And um, your boy Jordan Peele from Get Out, and they have a movie called Black Klansman that will be uh, premiering pretty soon. I'm super excited about um, this one, man. Have you seen the trailer? So I've seen the trailer. It I'm is hilarious. It. I've seen the trailer, and my boy, man, my boy Washington, John David Washington, John David, Denzel's son, Dave, John doing David, his damn thing, doing his damn thing. I mean, like it, sometimes when I watch him in Ballers, like I you say, you say they like him in Ballers. No, I mean, I I, no, I mean, I, I love I, him in Ballers. I like I like Ballers in general. I mean, like, say, it evaporates on my eyeballs the second I watch it. <laughs> But 
I do like it, but every time I, I close my eyes every now and then, I can hear that that Denzel cadence, but I can tell he's also avoiding it. Right, right, right. And here in the trailer, he's leaning into it. Yeah. He's leaning into that Denzel. It's he funny is. to hear that. You, you close your eyes, you think, oh, right. it's another Denzel that's right, joint. That's right. And I wonder if it would be a matter of time for Spike work with, uh, with John David. Uh, and look, if he, if he shaves his shit up, he might be, you know. What, and how soon? How soon do we see them in a father son role? Man, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it feels like a comedy. I think not. I think this is going to be a classic though. They said at uh, at Cannes it got a six minute standing ovation. It it looks it, it feels like I'm not saying, but it feels like Spike Lee's return to like something. I'm, I'm saying possible award award contention like Oscar. Really, you think this is a, a an award contender? I, I'm just saying. I, I haven't seen. I just feel like with the buzz is getting. Subject matter, it's got you know, it's got uh, Adam Driver doing thing. It's got it's got all this stuff. I feel it's based on a true story. <clears throat> it's got all the right stuff. If Spike Lee doesn't over spike it up in it, because he gets a little artsy fartsy sometimes, and yeah. which, is, which is his right. He's a filmmaker, but you know he's a little artsy. So if he doesn't over over spike it out, it might be good. It might be great. I, I just love the, the collab of Jordan Peele and Spike. I think that yep. brain trust, that's a sick brain trust right yep. there. I, just, I agree. Man, like, I agree. they're going to come out with some heat. Last thing, man, this is your generation. Atari Retro VCS console is now available for pre-order. Are you going to buy this? It's, it's going for 300 bucks for a wood front finish, and they have also a Black Onyx edition for 200 It'll have 100 games. Um, it's Bluetooth. It's it has all the all the the, the newest technology. It just has the the the, the casing is is, a, is the throwback, and the games are the throwback. Is this something that interests you? I'm sorry. Did you say three hundred dollars? Yeah, three hundred bucks. Three hundred and two hundred bucks. I saw there was like a bunch of these like for like sixty dollars at like Target. So that looks like the Atari. It's got the little Atari thing. Why is this all? What I, the? I mean, have you shit? seen the picture? I mean, it looks kind of clean it's, though. It's clean, but like. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna get one because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm that, was, that was my I, I, I got one of those and uh, I got I got the Thriller album and the Tar 2600 in the same Christmas and that shit was fire. So yes, I'm giving it good times, good times. Well, that ends our time here on today's show. Appreciate you guys for listening and watching. Joe, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K Braswell. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. As always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and supporting the show, and we will see you and talk with you next week. Peace. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.